Welcome to the Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. How's everybody doing today? I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. And today, I'm going to give you a couple teams that can sneak their way into the college football Final Four when it's all said and done. And I'm going to talk about Mono Ginobili and his legacy on the NBA. So stay tuned. So the saying is that there's only two definites in this world, which are death and taxes. Well, I'm going to add a couple. Death, taxes, LeBron James making the playoffs, and Alabama making the college football Final Four. When you think about the model, when you think about model of consistency in sports, you have Alabama uh, since Nick Saban came. You have the Spurs since Greg Popovich came. Actually, since Tim Duncan came into the league and Admiral LeBron James, um, I'm not going to say any teams. It's just LeBron James. He's been to the finals, what, eight straight years now. Michael Phelps winning some medals. Serena Williams winning something. There's always consistent, like definites. And I'm not going to say definites, consistency when it comes to certain things in sports. And there's also times when there's windows for teams right now golden state is in has a massive window they've they've been to they've won three championships in the last four years they're probably going to win another one next year that is a huge window miami Eat had a had a window a few years ago when lebron james went there washington had a window that closed quickly when they saw when they met Alabama last year or the year before I don't remember but windows in sports are open just for a split second and this year with with, with college football returning uh, actually there's a game on right now but the big big games you know coming on Saturday there are a couple teams that could sneak their way into the final four now, at the AP ranked, the AP polls right now, you have Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State at three, Georgia at four. A lot of people think Washington, Oklahoma, and maybe Ohio, I mean, maybe um, maybe Auburn can sneak in there. But there are a couple teams I'm going to talk about that could actually sneak their way into the Final Four. How will they sneak their way? We'll talk about it. Is you'd be you'd be you couldn't you couldn't call yourself a college football watcher, a college football fan, if you don't think that Alabama is going to be in the Final Four. Alabama has the best team, top and bo- top to bottom. They have the best coach, Nick Saban. It seems like they have the best coaching staff, even though almost every year there's something goes on with their coaching staff, whether it's Lane Kiffin getting uh, or leaving for Florida Atlantic or their other offensive coordinator leaving it's like they're all they always have something going on with their coaching but when they have such 
great coaching at the top with Nick Saban and all and all these NBA ready play. I mean, I'm NBA NFL ready players. You'd be crazy not to put Alabama in the final four. You'd also be crazy not to put Clemson in the final four. And I'll tell you why. Not only do they have the best defense hands down in the in college football, the ACC isn't as strong this year. With Lamar Jackson leaving, that lead that that takes Louisville out the out the mix. Um, not North Carolina, definitely not. Duke, definitely not. The ACC isn't as strong. Of course, you have Florida State with Willie Taggart coming along, but outside of Florida State and Clemson, there's not too many. ACC teams that we have to worry about when it comes to well we Clemson has to worry about when it comes to football Syracuse isn't doing anything no so you have Miami but like Miami Miami has a tendency like like last year Miami was so was a great story you had the turnover chain you had one of the fastest most explosive defenses that college football had last year yet they got smoked when it came to i believe it was the acc championship or the game before the acc championship but they got smoked and i i don't really have faith in virginia tech course they have a lot of players coming back and they have a lot of good freshmen coming but i don't i don't really believe george virginia tech feels it feels like a team destined for a bowl not the big bowl just a bowl they might be in the the belk bowl or the chick-fil-a bowl or something like that but virginia tech doesn't seem like the team that could push anybody to the brinks of making it in the final four you have ohio state um yeah you have all the turmoil going on with nick saban and that coaching staff but they have the projected number one college player in all of america in nick bosa the brother of joey bosa that plays for the chargers who's also a pro bowler but ohio state has is stacked ohio state could win it all I don't think I don't think they have enough talent or the same amount of talent as Clemson or definitely not Alabama, but they along with alongside Urban Meyer, even though of course the controversy like I said, he's still a great coach. So that leaves Alabama, Clemson and Ohio State to me are pretty much locks. You know what? Let me not say Ohio State and I'm going to say why. Now, yes, everything I just said was true about Ohio State, which they're stacked, Urban Meyer, they could win it all. But that leads me into two of my sleeper teams that could make it into the college football Final Four, and that is Michigan and Michigan State. And let me tell you why. It's now, it it's pretty much solidified that the Big Ten is the best conference in college football. No, it's not... SEC, yes, they might have the best team in Alabama, but outside of Alabama, Georgia, and maybe Auburn, and maybe LSU this year, but LSU is ranked going into the preseason, but they're always ranked going to the preseason, and then after the first two or three games, they disappoint. But outside of those four teams, there is a massive drop. Well, five teams, but hold on to that. 
There is a massive drop. And most of those teams aren't better than a lot of the Big Ten teams that aren't even ranked. So, the Pac-12 had his running with Oregon, UCLA, USC, Washington. But, as we've seen, with Washington, I think last year, the year before, and Oregon during the first, the inaugural college football playoffs... Oregon has, I mean not Oregon, the Pac-12 has not been able to make it to the Final Four. Whether they, they choke in a big game, which Washington did against Alabama, or they they beat each they beat each other up enough where their records aren't as good as they should be, or they lose a, a clutch game where they, where they they definitely need it. So the Pac-12 is is for the longest it's been the Pac-12, not for the longest. For a while now, it's been the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. But with teams like Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State all in the top 25, it is very, it's, it's almost laughable to think that the Big Ten is not the best conference. And that is why, like I said, Michigan or Michigan State could make it in the Final Four. Let me talk about Michigan first. It's no, it's it's it, it's it's documented that Clemson has the best defense in all of college college football. Their whole defensive front came back for another season after being dominant last season, and they they have really really fast hard hitting people in the back in the backfield. But quiet as is kept, Michigan might have the second best defense in all of college football they have a lot a lot of key players coming back a lot of key players coming on this is the best team michigan wise that john harbaugh as has coached now yes they might not be the best players you had you know jabbar i mean peppers you had well he's never really got the quarterback straight so this and this is the best quarterback that he's had Michigan, Michigan can not only do they have the, the to me the second best defense in all of college football, the gauntlet they have to go through is 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 crazy. And not only is it crazy, if they make it through this gauntlet, they could they have the resume and they would have the 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 wins to make it in the college football playoffs. They have Nebraska, which is a tough, tough place to play. Wisconsin ranked. Northwestern, which is always a tough place to play. You had or always tough team to play. Again, you have Michigan State, who was ranked. I think two spots below them. You have Ohio State, who's in the top ten. You have Penn State, who's in the top fifteen. So oh, you have Iowa, which is always, always an incredible, incredibly hard place to play. So say you win, nah, say you beat Ohio State, which would be the first time in John Harbaugh's career or coaching career to beat Ohio State. You beat Michigan State, you beat Wisconsin, and you beat Penn State. Those are four of the top 15 teams that you've beaten. How does not that resume not scream college football playoffs? Especially, now I'm not saying that they're better than Alabama, but especially when Alabama's playing teams like 
Pepperdine and 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 Princeton. When they play cupcake teams like that, and if Michigan beats, like I said, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and Wisconsin, and they could go on the road and beat Ohio, I mean Iowa, which is always a tough place to play. Those are five teams that you can't that that you can't debate. Now I don't see them beating all those teams because, like I said, Ohio State that that's a that's a crazy team, but they could. I'm not gonna say I don't see them because they could. That defense that Michigan has, again, quite as it's kept to me, is the second best defense in all of college football. And that kind of leads me over to Michigan State. Michigan State has the same gauntlet Michigan does, but Michigan State has always been a model of consistency. No, they haven't won it all, but and they've always been pretty. But they've always been pretty close. They've always been a game or two away. They let a game or two slip, and it's cost them. But they they <laughs> they're always in the running. Michigan State football is known for known for tough, rugged, tough, rugged, tough ruggedness. I guess you can say. Coach Mark Dan Mark D'Antoni is one of the best coaches in college football, along with John Harbaugh. Even though John Harbaugh gets a bad rap for some of his antics he does, but Mark D'Antoni is one of the best coaches. Spartan Stadium is one of the best stadiums to play college football and Michigan State is a complete team do I think they're talented enough to win it all no but do I think they're talented enough to beat a lot of these teams that are ranked higher than them or a lot of ranked teams yes which gives them the resume to win it all I mean not win it all (laughs) to make it into college football playoffs and one reason why they would need to make one reason why I think they, along with Michigan and, and my last labor team that I'm going to talk about in a second, could make it in the college football playoffs is because of the fourth team that a lot of people are saying could make it in the college football playoffs is Georgia. While the SEC isn't the strongest conference, that conference always beats each other up from, like I said, LSU, Auburn. Alabama, and while Alabama does not have to play Georgia, Georgia does have to play Auburn. So that right there, that is a huge game in deciding which, if Georgia or Auburn could make it in the college football playoffs, like last year. It teams Washington, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Nor do I see Oklahoma because Oklahoma, I don't believe has the has the. One, they lost Baker Mayfield, Heisman winner, but I don't think their resume can stack up to a to a Wisconsin if they if they went out, or Penn State if they went out, or Michigan if they went out, or Michigan State if they went out. Hell, even Notre Dame if they went out, because Notre Dame has a huge game on Saturday against Michigan. I'm not saying Michigan can't if michigan loses this game it's going to take a hit on their college football playoff chances but they have more than enough opportunities after that to make it in notre dame however if notre dame loses this game and if they lose this game bad 
that to me it is a wrap for them making the college football hall of fame hall of fame college football final four it is a wrap for them because not only do i'm not gonna say they don't play top teams but this is the best team that they would play this season and if michigan handles them and handles them easily to me it's it's a wrap for them so this game on saturday means a lot more to notre dame than it does to michigan however this is a huge game so while i think georgia's a great team auburn's a great team washington's a great team oklahoma's a great team i think some of some of the teams like oklahoma and and washington aren't gonna have well i think washington's gonna uh, i believe watch out for washington when they play oregon oregon might not be as talented fully team wise but oregon has a great quarterback and when they play oregon in eugene oregon they will be playing oregon off a bye week so they will be fully rested watch out for that game so washington has a couple of big games that they could lose uh and oklahoma i don't believe would have of course they're gonna have to beat west virginia but oklahoma doesn't have the the i don't think they'll have the resume or the wins because i think they're gonna lose a couple of big games to making the college football playoffs and that's another sleeper team i have i'm not gonna really go into detail but watch for what watch for west virginia they're always a great defensive team they late they have baylor they have to go in texas tcu they're gonna have of course oklahoma at the last game oklahoma state which is always a tough place to play kansas state they have to go against and they have a returning quarterback so or their, their quarterback is returning so watch out for washington too oh west washington watch out for west virginia as well but my final 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 sleeper team and to to recap we have michigan michigan state and west virginia as my fourth as my three sleeper teams my fourth sleeper team is mississippi state mississippi state out of all those teams might have the best quarterback they might have the best backfield uh defensive backfield they might have the best wide receiver or they might have the best running back out of all of them except Michigan does have a pretty good running back. I think Mississippi State is ranked so low, which I believe they're ranked 17th. Yeah, they're ranked 17th because we don't know. Mississippi State, even with Dak Prescott, they always were that team that, for lack of a better term, F the money up. They would have a... There will be one week, and this always happens in college football, where four of the top 25 teams would lose, and they will be right there in 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 prime position to bust into the top five, and then they'll lose. So Michigan, I mean, Mississippi State always has that dang game. Like, dang, you should have won that game, and you would have been there. And their their coaching staff is a little iffy at this point, but Mississippi State just just listen to some of the teams they have to play. They have to play K 
Kansas State. They have to play Auburn. They have to play LSU. They have to play Texas A&M. They have to play Arkansas. And the biggest game, the biggest game, is when they have to go up against Alabama. If they beat Alabama, I'm not saying they will. I don't think they will. But they have a chance. And if they beat Alabama, shoo them in for at least a top top five spot. If they beat Alabama, that is their Super Bowl. That will be their Super Bowl. I believe they're going to be ranked higher than 18th or 17th at that point. And that will be their biggest game of the season. If they beat the if they beat Alabama and think no, if they beat Alabama, to me, they're making it either in the top five or the top four. That's just me. They they have they have the 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 talent, they have the schedule, and they have the opportunity to make it in the college football final four. It's just they have to seize it. They have to take that last spot from Georgia, from Auburn, from Oklahoma, from Wisconsin, from Michigan, from Michigan State, from LSU, from Washington, from Texas, from Florida State, from Penn State, from Miami. They have the opportunity with one win. Now, of course, they can't go one in whatever, but if they beat Alabama, that will they will at that point have the best win of the season hands down i don't care if michigan throttles ohio state i don't care if michigan state throttles ohio state i don't care if michigan state throttles michigan i don't care if mississippi state beats alabama that would be the best win in college football and that could be one of the biggest upsets in college football this year just saying so you have michigan you have michigan's state you have mississippi state and you have west virginia are my four sleeper teams to make it into the college football final four so there you have it with that stay tuned and we'll talk a little bit about mono ginobili and his legacy on the game of nba on the game of NBA <laughs> and his legacy on the NBA. So stay tuned. What constructs a great NBA team? Just think about that. What makes up a great NBA team? You have the superstar, you have maybe one or two superstars. You have a great role player. You have a do-it-all guy. You have a, who who could be considered a Swiss Army knife, a defensive stall, a, a defensive-minded player. You have that player to do everything. And then you have another player that might not be the most flashiest player, or might not be the, definitely isn't the best player, but he's so important to the team. That without him, you can tell he's not there. For example, let's look at Golden State. I know that they're they're sort of an outlier with the whole Kevin Durant thing, but let's look at Golden State. You have you have two superstars, superstars. 
in Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry. You have a great, great, great role player in Clay Thompson. You have a Swiss Army Knife guy, do it all guy, Draymond Green. Then you have that one player that he isn't the best player on the team. He by far isn't the best player on the team. But when he's not there, his absence is felt, and that's Andre Gudala. When we look at the game of basketball, Manu Ginobili, in my eyes, will go down as the greatest sixth man to ever play the sport of basketball. No, he isn't the most flashiest player. No, he isn't the greatest player. But in his 16-year career, Manu Ginobili not only brought over the Eurostep, not only kind of made the game of basketball popular in Italy, but along with Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich and Tony Parker, he has been one of the the main reasons why the Spurs have been looked at as a model of consistency. Now, when you think of big men in the league, a bit, you know, great big men, big, why did I say big men? <laughs> when you think of great six men to ever play the game, you have John Havlicek, you have Jamal Crawford, you have Andre Godala. And you have, which arguably could be the best one of them all, is Kevin McHale. But let me tell you why Mono Ginobili, to me, will go down as a better sixth man than any of those players. Let's look at Jamal Crawford. <clears throat> Jamal Crawford is known, he's, he's a walking bucket. Jamal Crawford will give you, on a, on a, on a bad day, he'll give you 15 points. He can shoot you in a game. He can shoot you out of a game. But he will not stop shooting. His confidence won't wane. We, you know, with with one of the best handles to ever play in the NBA, Jamal Crawford has some cemented his legacy in the league. But Manu Ginobili, to me, look, Manu Ginobili for a career has averaged 13.3 points a game, only four assists a game, and four rebounds. Those numbers do not scream Hall of Famer, does not scream greatest sixth man of all time. But you, when, you, when you look at Manu Ginobili and when you watched him play, you saw the effect he has on the game. Again, there would be no... James Harden Euro steps. There would be no D Wade Euro steps. There would be no Euro steps. Period. If it wasn't for Manu Ginobili, he. I didn't say. I'm not saying he invented the 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 move, but he brought that to the NBA. And there were there were games in those years when when. The Spurs are winning championship after championship. He has four, by the way. So winning championship after championship where there were nights when he was the best player on the floor. Hands down. 
with his assists, the way he played defense, the way he drew fouls, the way he was able to get under the opponent's skin, he was able to affect a game to me in a bigger way than Jamal Crawford is able to affect the game. Jamal Crawford can give you a 30 piece, but when Mono Ginobili affects the game, not only will he give you about, I say, he could give you 20 points, he can give you nine assists, he could give you nine rebounds, but then you look up at the scoreboard and he has the highest player efficiency rating on the team. Or you look at the scoreboard before he gets in the game and they're only up two, then by the time he goes back to the bench, they're up 15. Now, I know it's uh, it's hard to think, damn, Jalen better than Kevin McHale? the One of the greatest Celtics to ever play the game? I'll tell you why. I think he's better than Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale pretty much made the sixth man popular. His rugged play along with Larry Bird and all and, and, and that great Celtics group. The, the Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish Celtics are one of the greatest teams ever. Don't get me wrong. But when I say Mondes Nobly revolutionized the that position, we weren't talking about oh how great being a sixth man was or being the first man off the bench really until Monaginobi came into the league. Yes, Jamal Crawford was a great player. Yes, Kevin McHale was a great, great player. But we weren't talking we weren't glorifying how great a sixth man was until Monaginobi came into the league and put his put his face, put his stamp on it. You can't go too far down a list of all-time great players. Mono Ginobili could be in the top. Could, Mono Ginobili is a top 100 player to ever play the game of basketball. And that's saying something, seeing as he was a sixth man. Playing behind players like Danny Green, uh, Patty Mills, Tony Parker at times when he had to play the one. DeJounte Murray like he he he's been Bruce Bowen like and Mono Ginobili will go will go down as one of the top three greatest Euro players to ever play the game and to me one of the top 100 players to ever play the game like just just look at some of the awards he's won he's won he's a two-time all-star remember six man he is, he won the six man of the year award only once but again to me though that award really goes to the most flashiest player because yes Jamal Crawford is a great six man of the year but there was many years when I don't believe he should have won it not saying it doesn't take away from his greatness but there are many years he only won it because maybe he, he had a he had a his name rings bells, I guess you could say. But he's a two-time All-NBA third team. 
I don't even think Jamal Crawford's ever been on any all NBA teams. And he is a four-time NBA champion. And he is an Olympic gold medalist back in 2004. Oh, and he is a two-time FIBA gold medalist back in 2001. And 10 years later in 2011. Two-time Italian cut winner. A EuroLeague champion. Um, he, <laughs> he's a bronze gold bronze medalist in the summer olympics of 2008 mon nobly is he's he's not the most flashiest player at all not even close yes he might have flashy moves but he's not he's not gonna lead the 5 a.m sports center he's not going to have the dunk of the night he's not going to have the when I mean the the crossover of the day, Ginobili will hit game winners. He will have the assists of the night, but Ginobili, in my eyes, will go down as the greatest six man to ever play. I'm not saying that he's better skills wise than Kevin McHale, but the way that Ginobili revolutionized the game of basketball. That to me rings bells, and that speaks numbers. The way that he was he was able to popularize the Italian player, kind of like how Dirk Nowinski made Euro players great, but the way that um the way Monjinobili's stamp has 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 made the biggest stamp when it comes to six man of the year the biggest stamp on the league to me he retired a couple days ago call it a career this is the end of an era for the spurs but you cannot take away how great monge nobly was yes he played alongside another all-time great in tim duncan but monge nobly carved away carved his name in the history books his own way and that's why Mono Ginobili to me is the greatest six man to ever play in the NBA so there you have it guys I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the unpopular podcast um yeah man college football is revving up and uh, NFL is revving up uh October is coming for baseball, so sports is getting 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 a little hectic, getting a little hectic, and I like it. So there's a lot of topics to talk about, and we we will get we will get to talking. So again, I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Unpopular Podcast, and I hope you have a great, 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 great day. Much love. She see money all around me. I look like I'm the man. Like last week Tell me where have you been yeah, You came out of yeah. hiding girl Don't act like I'm your man I'm just a fan You don't hold rain no, 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 no. Don't hold no Nigga with a sick ass mouth and a slick ass flow. Uh, got your bitch around me, nigga, and I'm playing when I'm coming for the kitty.